Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joined each program in the studio with my friend, Emily Jaminette. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with our sisters in Christ. Well, hello, Emily. How are you today? I'm doing so great. I feel already inspired, and we haven't even brought a guest on to the program yet. <laughs> it's always such a great day, recording day, and it's always great to be here at St. Gabriel Radio and in the awesome studios here where the good news is proclaimed day in and day out. What a great place. You know what? It's true. And lately, I've been replaying some of our previous guests, like wisdom, nuggets of wisdom in the back of my head in those moments where it's just feeling a little hard to live out your Catholic faith. So I think it's important that we have these local role models, these authors, speakers, all these different people that get to be a part of our, our journey. And today we are super excited to talk about like our most favorite thing in the whole wide world, and that is women's ministries. Yes. So today we're going to talk about two local Catholic women's ministries here in Columbus. That is uh, the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women and the Daughters of Isabella. So we have both the um, president and the re regent is, I think that's it, of the um, Annette Roth of the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women, as well as Donna Swartz from the Daughters of Isabella to share with us today about their inspiring faith journey about uh, their or the organizations that they're helping to coordinate, and also this very exciting venture that the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference has partnered with the DCCW and the Daughters, and that is the St. Teresa of Calcutta Award that will be awarded this fall in November. So, wow, ah, it is good news. This is awesome. I'm excited. So it is a, a great, great to be here, and welcome Donna and Annette. Thank you so much for having me. Well, first, let's start with, with Donna, since we've got two here in the studio, and tell us a little bit about more about yourself and your faith journey. Well, thank you so much for having me, Emily and um, Michelle, so much. Um, I was raised by, my parents were both Catholic, and um, I they gave me the gift of their Catholic faith by raising me Catholic as well. Um, I, I attended St. Timothy Church here in Columbus, um, and um, went to T St. Timothy School, then moved on to Bishop Watterson, so I'm a Bishop Watterson grad, class of 1977. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, and from then on, um, I married my high school sweetheart, um, John Swartz, and we um, raised four um, children together. We, we, um, they all went to Catholic schools. Um, and we actually had two of our children go on to Catholic colleges. Um, one, our Matthew went on to um, the University of Dayton, and our son Daniel went to St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. So they continued even into their college um, college years. Um, I had was raised in the faith. The seed was planted, but I don't feel like that the actual, um, I strengthened my faith until I started becoming a mother. I feel like I renewed my faith in all of my lessons and learning about the sacraments of the Catholic faith be as my children did and experienced it through their, their years in Catholic schools. And... Um, so as um, they developed and moved on, I felt like I was getting stronger and stronger. But it wasn't really until um, my third son, Daniel, um, in high school, um, told me, hey, mom, what do you think if I would become a priest? And um, my answer to him was, that's, that makes sense. 
And so we moved on from there. And that was a start of a brand new journey. And with everything that we learned from our son's journey and from our son, I think it strengthened both my husband and our faith um, in the Catholic faith. Um, another thing that was really important to us during Danny's discernment is he went on a pilgrimage to Santiago de Compostela in Northern Spain. And he came back and he presented all this this pilgrimage that helped him do um, do prayerful um, discerning. Um, once we saw it, we said, we have to do that. So my husband and I in 2018 walked the Camino de Santiago in Northern Spain. And then again, the next year in Portugal, because it was so wonderful for us. And that was truly an inspiring um, Catholic journey for us. And I will say too, because of the friends that we made with like-minded um, Faith, um, because of the kids, our friends, the kids, our kids' friends, that um, we got to know parents that had very faith-filled lives, and I have developed um, a group of very faith-filled women that I have a book study with. It's a small group, but I will say that um, because of our comfort together, we can share some really important ideas and read some really wonderful books and share those ideas together. And I feel like that that was more challenging to me to actually really talk about my faith in that kind of environment. And that truly has made my faith much stronger because of those women who have supported me. Um, um, at one more thing that's recently that we were talking about women's ministries and um, during COVID, believe it or not, in 2022, um, our women at St. Agatha, that's my par current parish, um, were really looking for women's ministry and we didn't really have one at our church. And someone presented the idea of Daughters of Isabella, which none of us knew what that was, and come to find out it was nothing new. It was developed back in 1897 by Father uh, Michael McGivney, who actually started the Knights of Columbus. So this was a women's auxiliary of the same um, focus, but it was for women, um, like the Knights of Columbus auxiliary that he started as well. So with that interest involved, um, so these women were searching, this was presented to us, we organized ourselves and then became trained through the international group of um, um, Daughters of Isabella because it's in Canada as well as um, the United States. And back in March of 2022, during COVID, on, on a Zoom call, we were chartered as a circle. And um, we currently have 65 members and it's diocesan. It's a diocesan faith-based women's ministry um, for all women um, of the ages of 16 or older um, to join us. And our motto, uh, the important thing, well, I can talk a little more about that in a little bit, but our motto has to do with spiritual unity, friendship, as well as charitable um, works. So a lot of things that I really w were I really wanted to get involved with because I think that's an opportunity to reach out to, to all that we have in the diocese that need everything that needs help, um, spiritual strength, as well as um, spending time with women, uh, like-minded women, and strengthening our faith. And, you know, just to, to cl close pin to the end of the, your story, your son didn't just discern becoming a priest. He became a priest. Oh, I didn't finish that off. <laughs> he absolutely did. He's currently a diocesan priest um, in the Columbus Diocese. And um, during his studies at um, the Josephinum, he also um, became um, um, a military chaplain. And he has been working at that capacity in the last, I want to say, five years now. Um, and so he has not been here in our diocese, but he's been busy working with our men and women of our armed services who desperately need priests for their sacraments as well. Mm. 
What a gift. And he is a wonderful, I actually knew Father Dan before I knew you. So it was a pleasure to get to know you now through women's ministry and all the amazing things that you're doing there. So let's pivot over to Annette. So Annette is the president of the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women here in Columbus. And tell us your faith journey. Well, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity. I was raised in a practicing Catholic family in the inner city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm the fifth of six children, and both my parents worked. I was blessed to receive 12 years of parochial school, <clears throat> excuse me, but that was at a time following the Second Vatican Council. And looking back, I was not well catechized. The church didn't connect Jesus to the students and the families. And I'm grateful that that has improved vastly now. So I went on to state college and I commuted and I was still home with the family. I earned a bachelor's in recreation and leisure studies in the field of therapeutic recreation. And uh, soon after college, <clears throat> I moved to Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania to work at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center there when I was engaged to be married. I had come home every weekend and attended church with my family. I was married in the church I grew up in. My husband was still uh, deployed. Well, my fiancé at the time was deployed for uh, training in San Diego. And um, he received some pre-Canaan. And uh, my marriage uh, prep consisted of my uh, parish priests giving me a book saying, read this. And I think he just assumed I was better catechized because I went to 12 years of parochial school and that he knew how faithful my parents were. But looking back, I did not learn very much about marriage. I was married for about 16 years. Some of that time we lived in San Diego, California, and then we relocated to my husband's hometown of Chillicothe. I tried to get him and my daughter to come to church um, every so often. I was on and off going to church. He declined, and my daughter would rather stay home with her dad watching cartoons. Infidelity on his part was the precipitating event for the disillusion of my marriage. My daughter was seven, going on eight years old. I had just lost my father. My mother encouraged me to speak to my parish pastor. And he was very busy. He was pastoring to parishes at the time himself, by himself. Um, I did get to in to see him for an appointment. I explained the situation. He offered counseling, and then he offered confession. And then I was fully back into the church, and I have not left since. He offered my husband um Counseling, he offered us both counseling, but my husband declined and also left the house. So the focus then turned on to getting my daughter caught up on her sacraments. She was very shy and timid. I asked the PSR teacher if, I, if she could use me as an assistant so I can stay with her. And she enthusiastically said yes. So it was my job to sit in the back of the classroom, and when it was time, the children would come to me after they've practiced learning their prayers for reconciliation, and I would listen to them. But it was there in the back of that PSR class 
when I learned the true, I learned the most important parts of my faith, the true presence of our Lord in the Eucharist. <clears throat> I also found EWTN and learned much from Father Carapi and Father Benedict Groeschel in the Journey Home Network. I've attended various RCIA sessions, silent retreats and women's retreats, DCCW retreats. I remember the first DCCW convention I went to, I I was blessed to hear Peggy Hartshorn's um, story on how she started Heartbeat International. I've attended all but one of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conferences, and that was because I was recovering from surgery. Otherwise, I'd have made each one, and I'm so blessed to have gone to those conferences as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Annette. What What a beautiful journey, and we're so blessed to have you in our our church and our our women's ministry here in the diocese. So tell us a little bit about what is the DCCW and, um, you know, what is your role? Okay. The DCCW stands for the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women, and I'm currently the president of, and I, I still kind of am taken aback by that. It's like, wow, how did that all come to be? And I also came in at a very odd time during the pandemic. So I'm very much on, I'm very much learning. So I appreciate everyone's patience with me. Now, the mission of the Columbus Diocesan Council of Catholic Women is to promote the dignity and vocation of women, to lead women in the development of their faith, and to encourage works of charity within their families, place of work, parish, and diocesan community. And it was started back in 1945. The Columbus DCCW was enacted by Bishop Reedy in a pastoral letter in October, on October 3rd, 1945. And he asked the cooperation of all the priests of the diocese of the organ- and of organizations of Catholic laywomen's Uh, movements and organizations through their spiritual directors to launch an integrated plan of Catholic action under the bishop's direction. So in a way, we encourage women to meet within their parishes, and right now we're trying to rebuild our deanery, so um, having the ladies come to deanery meetings quarterly and then reporting back to the uh, diocesan level and then bringing that information to the bishop. Fantastic. And so it has been here a long time. Both these organizations are longstanding um, Catholic women's organizations. And I think a lot of people don't know they even exist. I know that until I became involved here in the Catholic Women's Conference, I hadn't heard of the DCCW. And until two years ago, when our pastor put it in the in the bulletin, we were starting a daughter of Isabella. I was not familiar with their, their organization. So there are great um, women's ministries that have long, long standing here in the church and done a lot of great, uh, great things. You know, Michelle, I, I've really been reflecting on this episode and, and hearing two women's lives stories. I mean, your stories are inspiring in the fact that seeds were planted and a lot of times we want to get to the end result of the big the big tree, right? But the reality is, is a lot of times it's slow planting and slow growing. And then the end fruit is stability and, and giving back. And I hear that both of you want to give back 
through these services of these organizations. And I think it, it gives us a point to ponder. Maybe it's a season in my life to get back, to start that prayer group that Donna talked about, to get involved, Daughter of Isabel, to get involved in, you know, the um, diocesan council of women. And, and even sometimes I heard both of them even make reference to rebuilding or restoring or renewing. We all, especially women, are invited to do that. So I'm, I'm getting a lot out of their story on top of these great organizations as well. So Donna, let's go back a little bit to the daughters. You told us a little bit about its founding. So what what do you do for, for your daughters' meetings? What does it look like and what is organization like? Well, I really like the fact that um, we do have a structure. We have a um, uh, international group that we are that kind of oversees us. So it kind of g- gave us a lot of already um, something to build off of. And so what, what we do um, for our pr- own um, circle, it's called a circle, is as we do have uh, monthly business meetings because we are, we are, we have to um, be um, held responsible to our members. And um, so what we do is we meet, we have a business meeting, and then we have a spiritual, we have a spiritual topic, and it usually has to do with the feast day that month. And we also have kind of a activity topic too, so that we can make it into like a social time as well. And sometimes after we have our, our meetings and talk about what our next what our next events or our next projects will be. And we are trying this next, I will just say in September, it's really exciting. We're having a big workshop and all of our different committees are going to meet and come up with the ideas that they want to work on this year and try and get them all involved individually and not just have me always directing that kind of thing. So I do want it to be all of the members. It's, it's everybody's input. It's what everybody wants to do. So, um, and a very strong part of Daughters of Isabella is, focusing on respect for life. And that's one of our main charitable groups that we really look toward a diocesan group that is focused on respect for life. And we've helped out several in this, in, in, the, in our diocese already. So, And now the exciting part is the three of our organizations, the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women, and the Daughters of Isabella have all partnered this year for the St. Teresa Award. And this is a long-standing award that's been going on in the diocese by the DCCW, but we are grateful to be all in collaboration this year um, on this award. So why don't you tell us, Annette, a little bit about this award um, and what it's all about and where it came from. The St. Teresa Recognition of Charity, Compassion, and Service is an award to recognize Catholic women in the Diocese of Columbus who go the extra mile with a serving heart to their families and parish community. It is formally the Catholic Woman of the Year Award. The St. Teresa, uh, the tr- the Teresa Award recognizes all women who are nominated. That's a beautiful, it's a beautiful award. I know prior when it was um, Catholic Woman of the Year, both Emily and I had been nominated and it was such an honor to go with, you know, go with your husband, go with your pastor and to um, be honored for just serving the church. And, and, you know, I mean, for me, it was just small things, but it was a, a great honor to be, to be nominated. So tell us a little bit. Um, so who should be nominated and how do you nominate somebody? Okay. Uh who should be nominated is a faithful, caring woman who, well, any faithful, caring woman who is active in their parishes. Um, these women are humble in the way that they serve their families, parishes, and communities, whose example of devotion and dedication is truly in the tradition and spirit of this holy and humble saint. 
in St. Teresa of Calcutta. Um, oh, did you want to know about nominations? Yeah, tell okay. us how, how would you do it? Okay. If, you, if you're out there listening and you think, oh, I would love to in, you know, nominate my friend Sue because I think she would be really deserving of this, this award. Okay, the easiest way is online. Um, we do have a link. I don't know if I should rattle it off or just say go to the website. Say so if you Google DAS, if you Google DCCW Columbus, right? It, it, there's a link online. It's oh. probably the easiest way that I found it. Just to, oh, okay. to yeah. Google it and um, we'll or, or possibly go to ColumbusCatholic.org and search DCCW and then go to the page and click on the green link. Yes. Um, so that's the easiest way. Um, we are asking that, nomin- that the nomination essays be limited to around 200 words. We will be printing the information in the program booklets. If you need more than 990, 999 character spaces, please contact us. Um, we, you know, if it's just a matter of like a paragraph over, um, just go ahead and send that in an email at dccw at columbuscatholic.org. And what is the day going to be like? Well, when is the day? When is the big celebration? And and what's that going to be like? The celebration is this year at Our Lady of Perpetual Help on November 5th at 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. And each recipient will receive a certificate of recognition and personal thanks from Bishop Fernandez. And we encourage that uh, the people who nominate these ladies to also accompany them and then to let the families know. Uh, those who uh, are nominated are automatically registered, so there's no cost to them. Unfortunately, we can't cover every cost. Um, we did work very hard with Our Lady of Perpetual Help to drive down the cost to uh, only $28 for registration, and that includes a, a hot catered banquet meal. And... Uh, so it's, it's, and I'm, I've lost my place on my paper here. So I <laughs> It is apologize. a beautiful, beautiful event to, um, to nominate some. And I know you feel very strongly, Annette, that this, this hadn't happened in a couple of years, right? No, no. The last one that we had was in 2019. So sometimes bringing something back is a little challenging. So um, we're grateful that you and, you know, contacted us at the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference and we contacted Donna at the Daughters of Isabella to support each other and to to celebrate women. And why do you think, Donna, it's important to, to celebrate women? You know? I think it's very important to celebrate women who have the courage and the, um, the uh, let's see, the motivation to step forward and show their faith by bringing other women in and doing something that is so totally selfless but allowing other people to feel comfortable to be able to f- be faithful in their Catholic faith. And I think that's an important person to, to, to let them to recognize. And I think it means a lot to people. I know, Emily, you know, when you were recognized, like, wasn't that special for you and your family? You know, it's, it's special. And it, for most people, I imagine if you did that for someone, it would be so shocking, right? Because mm-hmm. living our faith brings us so much joy and stability and it's our how we are grounded but yet when you get an award you're like wow this is really special and then to be nominated you're you know you realize that wow i am serving as a witness right now and who knows what good fruits come from these type of things or even just being in the same room with with other women who've been nominated so i'm very excited that this uh luncheon is is coming back 
Yeah, it's a bit hum- uh, definitely humbling, right? When you're you're recognized, but it is it's really a gift. And I think I enjoy even myself nominating someone, like sitting down and actually thinking about someone in my life who is, you know, an inspiration. And uh, every year, I always try to nominate someone for for this award because I think people do deserve. A lot of people are the um, women who are kind of in the back seat, right? They're they're not seen. They're not giving recognition for all the work they do. And I think to put, you know, give them a little special day for themselves is really a gift. Mm-hmm. Well, any um, party words? What is, again, the website for the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women? It is. Um, well, we're, we're part of the ColumbusCatholic.org. So, so go um, to the Diocesan website. And if people want to find out more about the Daughters... To find out about our circle, um, I would encourage them. I'm going to give my personal email because we don't have a personal website. You can always Google Daughters of Isabella. It's an international group if you want more information. But if you want to actually get more information about our local circle, please send um, a message to my email, and it would be Swartz, so S-W-A-R-T-Z-1981 at yahoo.com, and I can send you all the information and application form. We would love to have you join us. Well, you're listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio today with Emily Jaminette, and we're talking with Annette Roth and Donna Swartz about Catholic women's ministries here in Columbus. So as we are going to wrap up here today, I thought we would just close with a short prayer, and I found this online, and it's the prayer from the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women. So um, perfect. let's pray. And then Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. amen. Help us, dear Mother, to know the mind of Jesus, your Son. May the Holy Spirit fill us with reverence for God's creation and compassion for all God's children. May our labors of love on earth enhance the reign of God, and may God's gift of faith and living hope prepare us for the fullness of the world to come. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you so much, Donna and Annette, for joining us today. We look forward to November 5th. So mark that on your calendar. Please, if you're out there listening, think of somebody in your life who is deserving of this award. Maybe it's your mother, right? And maybe your mother has labored in the vineyard for many years and been an inspiration. Maybe it's your daughter. Maybe it's a coworker, someone at your parish who has sacrificed, you know, been on the bereavement committee for 50 years, right? Think of somebody who has um, made an impact on your life. And we encourage you to nominate them for this special award to be recognized by the bishop and, um, you know, our diocese. So we thank you again for your time and dedicating your time and talent for to the church. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Well, we thank you for joining us today on Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit columbuscatholicwomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to check us out at inspirethefaith.com. <laughs>